Welcome to Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town from the world's number one poker community. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Robbie Straczynski, and thank you so much for joining us on episode number 74 of Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town. Today's guest is a woman who has founded and has grown the group Fantastic Ladies in Poker, Flip, into one of the most successful and influential groups focused on growing the game of poker among the women. The group has grown to over 5,400 members and continues to grow with many partnerships in the poker world. Besides being a tremendous champion for women in the game, she's also a champion at the felt as a successful professional poker player in her own right and as an ambassador for GG Poker. Today, we welcome the Baltic Blonde, Diva Byrne, to the Cards Chat podcast. Diva, how are you doing today? Hi, Robbie. I'm so happy to be here. It's been a long time over here. And thank you so much for such a kind introduction. Uh, yeah, I feel like, yeah, a little bit shy about this. Like, I can't believe, like, so sweet of you to say all the sweet things. But uh, it's well earned, you know, <laughs> as they say. I didn't just come up with the words out of the head. It's certainly, uh, you've worked very, very hard in your career, uh, you know, to earn all those accolades. And we'll learn a little bit more about that uh, as the show progresses. And yeah, you know, like a lot of people have kind of been uh, hibernating for the last year or two. So it's good to see you again. Uh, hopefully we'll get to see each other uh, for real uh, at, at, a, at a live event in the near future. Um, but, you know, we've known each other for a few years now, but I have to be honest, I don't really know your your poker origin story. Can you kind of tell us, you know, how is it that you kind of got into poker in the first place? Sure. I mean, this feels like so long time ago, you know, such a long time. Uh, so I first learned about the game of poker once I moved to the UK to study. So I was uh, living in Brighton and a beautiful seaside resort in uh, UK. And I went to university doing uh, business management. So at the time, my boyfriend, who became my husband later on, so he introduced me to the game and we used to play a lot online at the weekends. And that was the first time as well where I ventured to, into casinos to play live locally in uh, Brighton. And that was, yeah, like 14, 15 years ago. And uh, after graduating, I moved to London uh, and I started playing poker more in the local clubs. So as you know, like London is like full of beautiful poker rooms sure. and festivals happening on a weekly basis. So it's like a really good poker hub destination for anyone to come. So I used to play a lot at the Fox Poker Club, uh, which was my local, like 20 minutes to get to on the tube. So I used to be there like a few times a week and play the monthly events. And I became this like a flip community member and like, sorry, flip community member, Fox community member. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess I kind of started to, to take up the game a little bit more seriously then and study on the side as well, whilst I was working in the office. And um, yeah, so playing higher buy-ins, I guess, you know, not five, 10 pound games anymore. So it was like yeah. 50 plus, I guess. And so, yeah, and that's that's kind of how it progressed. So when you first got into it, you said, you know, your, your uh, you know, boyfriend, you know, later husband, shout out to John, nice guy. I remember meeting him, he was a good guy, um, introduced you to this game. Well, besides, you know, I guess, you know, wanting to have something in common, you know, what is it about the game of poker that intrigued you so much? Well, I guess, obviously, like any young person, especially when you're a student, you're short on cash uh, and always looking for ways how to make money. I mean, I was doing two jobs on the side. I worked in a 
nightclub and I worked in a bar part-time um, and I've always been like looking after myself since I moved to the UK but you know extra cash always helps so you know like the fact that you can make money playing online was like massive like unbelievable and obviously then the different part comes into it you know like strategic game mathematical game psychological game and I felt like I have those qualities you know I always had growing you know growing up in an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial family and studying, you know, business management. So I thought I could bring, you know, the skills, you know, and knowledge I learned at university and growing up at home in Lithuania to, to apply it to the game, essentially. Interesting. So you said, okay, so you said, you know, you moved to Brighton to study university, you know, and I imagine at the time, you know, sitting in Lithuania, you hadn't yet been introduced to poker. What is it that you did first want to do? What, what did you think was going to be your original career path? Well, I definitely didn't have a career path, you know. Um, first of all, I mean, Brighton, you know, was my second town. First of all, I went to college in Chichester, which is like two hours from Brighton. So, you know, I did essentially A-levels there before being, you know, accepted to university uh, and, you know, doing all the language tests. And then, because, you know, I always worked closely with my family and we run a few businesses back home, you know. Uh, so... I knew that studying business management, something, you know, appealed to me because of the set of skill and, you know, knowledge it presented, you know, like I thought I can apply any of those to, you know, my parents' business if I was going to back to Lithuania. And if even I was to stay in the UK and get further experience that, you know, like it's going to be in the field, like I enjoy right. and uh, want to progress. So it was always going to be, you know, marketing or you know finance that's where I end up you know like working once I graduated I worked for the for for Ernst and Young which was accountancy firm and consultancy then I worked for Thomson Reuters uh, compliance so it was always that kind of field but what I didn't like I didn't like the office environment and feeling restricted and you know bureaucracy and I guess the rules I have to adhere to yeah. uh, you know I always like was, you know, lacking that freedom to make the decisions. And I didn't, I guess, yeah, I wasn't very good at following, you know, the steps of the other people. I wanted to do my way. I definitely so, remember um, that as an employee. I was always counting how many more vacation days can I take? It's a totally yeah. different uh, type of thing versus being self-employed and, and, and free for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I just like have to agree to certain, you know, like, decisions and certain actions for people offer you think like that doesn't make sense i just can't stand it right. and i can't fake it i'm not very good at faking <laughs> so <laughs> uh, after four years of you know like working in finance i i just decided uh i'm just gonna resign i'm gonna take poker full on full time and yeah. that was in 2011 i believe mm -hmm. after yeah and that's what happened. I just made a decision like that because I wasn't happy in my office job and with my support of my boyfriend at the time, I had some savings and I just went for it. Right. So like, were you kind of like studying? Did, was it, I mean, it's not the same as poker in 2022. The game's significantly harder now, but it doesn't necessarily yes. mean that it's an easy way to make a living. You know, were you, were you kind of studying and, you know, just you know, writing down every expense as you're supposed to do and yeah. just, you know, did you work your way out? Like, what was sort of your plan to say, okay, I'm going to really like support myself, but I'm going to treat this truly like a profession. How, how did that work for you? Well, like you said, definitely keeping the spreadsheets, you know, the financial situation, you know, the buy-ins, uh, the expenditure, travel, you know, expenses. 
So, uh, and also in the beginning, I just tried to focus on playing in the UK and like 70% of it being London. So I don't need to travel a lot. And that was cheap, you know, and going and playing smaller events on a daily basis, like 50 pound buy-ins, you know, like the field is even softer, you know, like basically looking for value or where you have an edge. Uh, so always kind of thinking, you know, like uh, what can I do, you know, like to make it easier to make money. So, uh, and then eventually after six months, which is like, Better luck as well for me. After playing uh, poker full time, I got approached by the Genting Casinos, and they essentially own Fox Poker Club. And oh. they, you know, they just wanted me to to become the ambassador for poker. So that helped massively because you know then I started traveling more around UK, playing you know Genting events. We used to have Genting Poker Series, like four hundred pound main event, and that was huge. Attracted hundreds of numbers. And yeah, I had a few deep runs in that, and that helped massively with a bankroll for me. Wow, that is, I mean, that's a, a very unique, almost like a lottery ticket kind of winning <laughs> yeah. story. I mean, it's not even like you were trying to get noticed or oh. you know, there was no dream of this nature, but they just kind of picked you out yeah. of the field. Yeah, but that's the interesting thing, because at that point, I think the only, you know, like poker ambassadors you would see there, the ones like on TV, like a couple for poker stars, the big ones, you know, like Moneymaker, you know, yeah. and Daniel Negrano, and you wouldn't know anyone else. And then suddenly, they literally, Grovino started with me. We were like, I don't know, so obviously a potential, you know, like that we need representation for smaller poker events and poker brands in the UK, you know. And then that's how it started. Then we got a couple of more members and hand and mobsters we joined after me as well began to focus serious uh, so i mean you had no experience as an ambassador for poker you didn't no. have this idea of oh i ever want to be one how did no. you kind of know what to do <laughs> like what what, well, what were your responsibilities well i guess like the reason they did pick me because i spent lots of time at the poker club you know like interacting with people you know building you know a network and friendships and you mm -hmm. know like I'm, I guess I'm just quite good at the social aspect. I love spending time talking to people and, yeah. you know, like hanging out with them. And I guess that was a big part from the strategy, you know, having someone people can relate to and tell the story, you know, like that. I resigned and started playing poker and what do I do? So, you know, like mm. just someone relatable and people right. can, you know, like, feel I can do this as well, you know, a little bit. And I just like learned myself. That was the first time I think I created my social media account, started working on, okay. you know, Facebook and basically it was just the start of all the social media boom as well. Right. So and I was writing blogs at the time, you know, like um, yeah, uh, I guess just kind of like went as I go, see what works, what doesn't, what people like, trying to to meet up before events and you know like kind of be a host a little bit. Yeah, that's truly fascinating. I mean, like again, like I told you, I've known you for a few years. I'm very familiar, and you know, people who do know who you are, it's through your advocacy for women in poker. I'm kind of wondering at what point, from you know your your professional poker playing career to make a living, and then you know being an ambassador for a brand, at what point did that sort of start becoming something important and meaningful to you that you decided, you know, this is the type of thing I want to do more and, and focus more on. Mm -hmm. So I guess obviously once I started, I noticed that massive difference, you know, disparity in the numbers, uh, mm -hmm. female and male, you know, players at the tables. Mm -hmm. And obviously it was just always a question in my mind. I mean, like, it's really interesting. And I was always like looking for reasons, you know, and always trying to speak to people, you know, or female, you know, like why their friends are not playing and my friends. Mm -hmm. So I just thought, well, what can I do about it? You know, like to, to make a difference. So, was it four, just over four years ago? So I decided, you know, like just came up with this idea to set up a female community online. 
uh, where we can have this kind of like base to network and meet up, you know, like-minded people. We can travel to events together and possibly, you know, feel more comfortable and find out about ladies' events, you know, where we can like learn experience and, you know, like get some confidence. And uh, so, yeah, initially the group was just all about celebrating women at the events I was going to myself. So I would always fo- follow, you know, the last female standing and update the group, you know, who's from the group still in and how we're doing. And it so was like, kind like of your, your personal thing you wanted to do. This wasn't coming from anyone you were sponsored no, by. No, no. It was, yeah, literally it was my idea, you know, cool. from the start. And so, yeah, and that, uh, yeah, it was a small group initially, like a few hundred people invited everyone I knew on Facebook right. and then added more people as I went to different events. And then like, yeah, and we are 5,000 400 now. <laughs> well, how, how did you come up uh, with, I mean, it's a, it's a great acronym. There's a, like a flip, fantastic ladies in poker. It works, you know, cause there's lots of flips in yeah. poker as well. How, how did that name come about? Well, uh, trying obviously to come up with something that has female, you know, uh, representation and poker related because it's a poker group, you know, in the end of the day. Yeah. And like, yeah, just like loads of brainstorming and putting different names down. I didn't want anything too long. Ideally, one word so it would make sense for branding, you know, something right. short. And then like, just like, yeah, literally just for a week or so, just brainstorming and coming up with different ideas. And then, and then like, was like, it totally made sense because I want to celebrate women. I want them mm. feel like special. And we are all fantastic because, you know, yeah. take on the professional play the game we are minority and you know we inspire others to do so and that's why fantastically it is important love it but, but the thing is you know you talk about 5400 members of this group so on the one hand it's certainly not just professionals it's plenty of just women who no. enjoy and want to play the game but on the other hand it's no longer what it first was when you first began not just that one little thing I, but the spirit is there so, so in what way has the group sort of evolved over the last four years and what sort of activities happen, uh, you know, on, on this uh, fantastic Ladies in Poker Facebook group? So, yeah, like I said, in the beginning was all about, you know, celebrating women in the events I played myself and, you know, just adding more, you know, recreational players, you know, who come and, you know, like support their husbands potentially playing and they're not playing themselves. Mm-hmm. And now it's become a group, you know, like I would say is, uh, yeah, literally open for everyone. You got like, any female working in the industry so you don't even have to be a player you can just you know be in the industry you can be a dealer you can you know work in the management position and um you can be someone who's interested in poker you don't have to you know to play a game to be in the group and we've got lots of professional we've got the biggest female players you know in the world literally in the group uh got kitty kua you got kristen bicknell you know like i'm pretty sure we got even um let me think. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, do we have um, Jennifer Tilly or not? Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was when they inter- yeah, when wow. I met her before. Big name to have but yeah, sure. we had like bigger stars and the good wow. people who just playing, you know, starting to play the game. And that's what I like because, you know, it's like open for everyone. And it's like really friendly and supportive community, regardless of your experience right. or your success in poker. Everyone's super welcome. So initially it was about celebrating women, you know, having deep runs. And since then it's become like, just like a forum and networking, you know, kind of hub uh, where people post any questions, you know, like we talk about lots of women related stuff. Let's say what, what is it like, you know, playing game around PMS and how does it affect your mood, you know, hypnotherapy, you know, for that, you know, we got like girls 
providing, you know, services like coaching, hypnotherapy, you know, like uh, mind, mindset support, you know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And then like we got a girl recently posted, you know, she's gone to the grind house to play with the guys, but she wants to organize a flip grind house. It will be only female, which was not done before. So, you know, it's lots of good ideas to essentially support, motivate and progress women in poker. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just just loads of stuff. Now it's all about flip event, upcoming events. So it's all about like best travel route, you know, best hotel to stay, where people are meeting before event, having drinks, who is sharing a room with whom. So it's all about flip, flip events right now. Now, now you got now you got me curious. What what event are we talking about here? What what uh, what do we have to look forward to? So I'm very excited to announce that we're having, having the first ever standalone flip event. So not okay. related to any festival or, you know, it's, it's going to be literally one-off, uh, 13th of March on Sunday, 2 p.m. in Manchester. So, you know, since the pandemic, you know, we're not having, you know, an event, you know, I've not hosted any events in Europe and usually done yeah. that in the past. But this one is just one-off for the whole community to get together, celebrate International Women's Day. And we have this beautiful trophy to give out to the winner. Oh, that is beautiful. Uh, guys, if, if you're not if you if you're not watching on on uh, YouTube uh, and you're just listening to it, it's uh, a beautiful heart shaped trophy. You've got the Queen of Hearts and and Queen of Diamonds there. You got the flip logo. It's really really pretty trophy there. Yeah, it's all the way from Australia, handmade beautiful, huh. and uh, it comes in this beautiful mahogany box as well. Oh, nice, beautiful. And uh, Gigi kindly is adding $2,500 WSOP Ladies Event package to the win as well as an added value, which is going to be absolutely insane, sending a girl to Vegas to play hopefully for the first time. That's really cool. What's uh, what's the buy-in? So buy-in is 60 pounds. And it's one re-entry per person because we've got lots of girls traveling from different countries so far confirmed. uh, Ireland. Belgium, Netherlands, and the youngest one who's coming is 21. Huh. The oldest one confirmed who's coming is 70. Oh so my goodness. Be, yeah, amazing, you know, like variety of ages, backgrounds, and nationalities. We've got a few girls never played live before coming for the event, and oh. we've got a few professionals coming who actually play poker for a living. So it's going to be a good mix, I think, and I'm so, so excited. That's amazing. So you said it's it's in Manchester on the 13th at 2 p.m. Where in Manchester? I'm not familiar with Manchester uh, rooms. So, yeah, it's 235 Casino, Manchester 235, right in the center of Watson Street. Uh-huh. And uh, so it's being, you know, like hosted, obviously, by, you know, Flip and also by uh, Doug, who is a poker manager, and he helped me to set it up. He's amazing. I worked with him in the past, and hence the reason I picked this event, because he's super professional and cares a lot for women in poker, and I know he's going to help me to make this a huge success. So, Well, it certainly sounds like uh, it's going to be a, a fun time. Also, that extra value, uh, you know, ladies, better hurry up. And how many tables are available there? Do you do you remember offhand, uh, you know, because well, uh, you don't want, you know, alternates or like people out the door? I know. <laughs> No, but I'm seriously, I'm a little bit worried about it. Initially, I thought it's between like 1,500 uh, entries, but now we're looking more at the 100. And wow. I'm, having a meet- I'm having a meeting with Doug next week to actually see how many we can accommodate and do we need a cap. Yeah, so, we've got to uh, build a tent, you know, for first person overflow <laughs> tables. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, really, good luck yeah. to you. And uh, I hope anyone Thank who attends, you. Uh, you know, really enjoys themselves. <laughs> Uh, wow, that's, and again, you know, just the extra value potential of winning, yeah. uh, 
a, uh, a seat to the ladies event WSOP. You know, David, we're, we're talking, actually happens to be, we're talking just after the schedule uh, was released by the World Series of Poker. Well, what are your thoughts, you know, just as, as relates specifically to like the ladies event, you know, ladies week mm-hmm. stuff like that going on. Uh, you know, this is finally back to the traditional slot that we know in the summer, uh, no <laughs> longer at, uh, in the fall like last year. So uh, what, what do you think yeah. about the schedule? I just I just feel so excited because like I think it's going to be a historic event with a new location. The schedule looks amazing. I love all the additions they made. So last year latest event was on Monday, which I just like for is a terrible idea, you know, considering, you know, women, you know, have to make lots of um we have lots of commitments at home and you know like not everyone can travel, you know, like away and take a week off on holiday just to go and play poker. Yeah. So you know I always pushed it and I spoke to Gigi, you know, if they have an influence, we should try and push ladies' event to be late in the week. And I was so happy to see that the latest event this year will be happening on Wednesday. Nice. I think it's as good as it gets. Obviously, yeah. Thursday would be slightly better, but because it's a four-day event, right. Wednesday is like massive improvement. Also, I love the sound of the Mr. Rebound event. Yeah. Because <laughs> I saw people on social media going crazy at win playing you know, the Mr. Rebound win event. And just so much fun. I think it's going to be like literally the most popular event to see on my feeling. And it sounds like that's kind of like the wave of the future. Everyone's adding these mystery bounties. I know in Texas yeah. and other venues in Las Vegas, uh, that's, you know, who wouldn't want, I mean, it's also perfect. I mean, it's the, the gamble element is there as well. You know, it's like, it always reminds me of uh, like the price is right. What did I win? A new car. You know, it's, I know, it's, I know. Cool it's just thing. like, what time? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. An opening. Yeah, the envelope. Oh, and also talking about Ladies Week. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm always super excited about Ladies Week. There are so many wonderful groups in America. They're doing a lot for women in poker. And they're hosting live Ladies events for before WSOP Ladies event. So essentially, usually starts at, you know, like 19, 17 of June. And because this year, Ladies event is on 26 of June. So I assume, yeah, it's going to start on 21st, maybe. So... Um, you get like different poker rooms running latest event like in poker room, Aria, you know, usually three, four hundred dollar buy-in. Then you got the latest event at Viharas and all over the place. And uh, well, between you and me, it's not confirmed, but the initial steps been made uh, to potentially organize flip event in Vegas this year for the latest week. Okay, well, between you, me, and everyone listening on the Cards Chat podcast, of course, that's really cool. I hope it I hope it works <laughs> out for you. Um well, you okay. mentioned you mentioned there's folks, you know, some ladies who are just turning 21 years old or who have never played in events like this before. Um, maybe you can just throw out a tip or two. You know, you've obviously you've been to Las Vegas during Ladies Week, during WSOP time. Yep. Any sort of, I mean, again, it's not the Rio, it's, you know, new location, less stuff to get used to. But so we know the time frame that, you know, ladies, if you want to go ahead and plan your trips, this is, you know, right around the middle of June, towards the end of June, where you want to be there. Mm-hmm. Besides that, anything else kind of want to throw out, like you wish you knew your first time uh, when you were there that you think may be helpful uh, to anyone considering a trip? Okay. Well, you mean the trip to Vegas or yeah. just any mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, try to stay on this trip. Uh, definitely recommendation that so you don't need to get the cabs. They are really expensive and hard to get, especially if you you know staying outskirts of you know uh, of this trip. Uh, so you ideally want to be able to walk between casinos. You know, if you bust something, you can just walk somewhere else. It takes fifteen minutes, uh, so you'll save a lot of money on that. And uh, try the smaller poker rooms. 
which actually end up being of a strip because we are usually better value in terms of uh, smaller fields for, you know, for the size. So, you know, you have more chance of cashing statistically and we usually have softer fields as well. Because the strip events, like uh, at the like big Venetian deep stacks, the WSOP events, and within we you, you get huge numbers, and a lot of the time you'll have to be on the waiting list, and that might take hours, and then you buy in late, and then you got the short, you know, like stack, and then you just end up flipping. Essentially, you don't want that. So always pre-register early, try to play events, you know, that are smaller buy-in because you're gonna be softer. For experience, especially if you've not played lots of live poker before, and try to play the games are actually off the strip, uh, which are you know usually providing the guarantees as well. And yeah, we're just gonna be better. Great tips there, excellent tips there. Uh, you know, Donna, I gotta ask you. Know, we've been talking for the last few minutes about women in poker, about you promoting uh, flip events. It certainly seems like you, you dedicate uh, the majority of your time, your efforts, your resources to that. But, you know, of course, we know you're still a professional poker player as well. I know pandemic aside, you haven't played live, yeah. but you're hoping to get back into that. How do you kind of balance between the two? How do you decide, you know, what's more of a priority now? And, you know, th- does sometimes one feel like work and I need to relax and do the other or, or vice versa? How does that work for you? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say there is any priority over, you know, like flip or GG or, you know, playing poker, because for me, all of them are equal and as important to do another thing, all of them interrelated for me. So then like, I try to structure my day in the right way, you know, then I wake up and have coffee, a little bit of yoga. And I try every day, you know, to watch, you know, like some kind of like study coaching session, you know, like do, you know, basically spend time on improving in poker. So a couple of hours for that. And then I catch up on all the flip stuff. As you can imagine, it's, it's a lot of work with 5,400 members, you know, and all of them having direct access to me for messages and reaching out, which I love that we have this kind of open relationship, but it just takes time. And then obviously catching up on all the G stuff, seeing what we can do for women, what's the next initiative, what I need to promote, what I need to focus on. And then obviously managing flip streamers and flip ambassadors as well. So it's still a lot going on. And then in the evening, usually in the evening, I'm trying to play poker. But ah, okay. I, mean, I don't do it a lot in the week, but mainly Saturday, Sunday is my big session, trying to play as many games as possible. That oh, makes sense. You know, you got you in the right time zone for it as well over exactly. the UK. And I mean, all the biggest games and guarantees are on Sundays, you know. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, so, so, so you mentioned, you know, GG, we've talked about them a number of times. And again, they're adding that uh, extra value, that, that prize package to your Manchester event coming up soon. Um, and you also said you've got lots of meetings with them. So it certainly seems like there's a really great relationship that the two of you have. How did you first kind of, I think it's been a little bit more than a year. How did you first uh, get involved uh, with GG as a, what, what's your official type? It's uh, outreach and community advocate. Yes. How did that yes. come about originally? So uh, Gigi reached out to me because I think we wanted to do more for women in poker. And I, I guess we just needed, you know, a person to help them with that strategy. And so, and that's what I've been doing all, you know, like the last five years or so, you know, focusing a lot on that. Uh, I guess I we felt I'm the right fit. And I think we, we do work together as a partners because, you know, like, I can provide feedback to them from the community. What do we enjoy? What we like? What the expectations are for the, in terms of online and live events, and what kind of initiatives we would like to see. And uh, essentially, I talk with Gigi, I write proposals to them, I communicate those ideas, and also, you know, 
provide my own you know, marketing plans, what I think from my experience we need to do and we should do in poker industry. And uh, and then once that all agreed, with the, then we agree with some ideas, obviously not all of them, but majority, we've been fantastic, really supportive so far. So then the next step is implementing that, which I hold with them implementing, you know, online initiatives and live initiatives for Flip Community and Women in Poker. And uh, I work closely with marketing team and social media team. Uh, yeah, for that. So Diva, you know, we've mentioned DG. We've mentioned when you were originally like just sort of plucked out of the room by Genting. You know, you've been an ambassador for them. I met you when you were an ambassador for um, Unibet Poker. And I know you'd also done work as an ambassador for Betson. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's rare to find a professional poker player who's represented that many brands. And I'm kind of wondering, you know, obviously, you know, you have a lot more experience than you used to when you were just, you know, I don't know what this yeah. ambassador thing is. What do you enjoy most about being ambassador, about representing a brand? And also, you know, what do you find most challenging to be in that role? Yeah, so, I mean, what I enjoy the most, obviously, I'm enjoying continuing doing, you know, and working on my mission, achieving more women in poker and supporting them and inspiring them. And, like, I love when the brands, like, agree with that view and, you know, like, with my strategy. And we want to support this. We want to make a difference in the industry too, you know. So um, I guess like every time before, you know, I agreed to work with any brand, it was always a discussion, you know, like here are my, you know, kind of vision. You know, you have to agree in a way because, you know, like if you don't, you know, it's no point working together. It's not going to work. So, you know, I think that's really important. And, you know, like you said, then the more experience you get, the more, you know, becomes, you know, like, working in an office kind of like or commercial you know environment you know the brands and uh you know like i said it's very good that i have access to the community and i kind of like can feedback from inside you know all the details and uh to tailor all the you know initiatives and marketing you know from the brand side to what exactly what community wants and also what i believe we need to do to grow you know this small you know like minority you know like group in the industry so yeah, that's the most enjoyable part, you know, doing something I love and I'm passionate about and having a big brand behind me to support the same thing. And obviously the most challenging things is like, I hate having meetings in the mornings and waking up <laughs> for meetings uh, because like, for example, with Gigi, you know, like uh, the main, you know, offices are in Canada, uh, Ireland and Korea. So it's all over different time zones. Right. So you have to adjust, you know, like to, to people and, you know, I, I, I never thought I'll be back, you know, having, you know, like 9 a.m. meeting, you know, when, since I left the office and here I am. So that, that's never fun being a poker player when you go to bed three in the morning, like on Sunday. And on right. Monday, you got 9 a.m. meeting. It's like, no. <laughs> I, I understand. Yeah. Well, at least you're not the Canadian one that phone call starting at 2 a.m. You know, so at least, okay. so at least that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, but everyone's been super nice. We're always finding the most suitable time for everyone, you know, and everyone's like really friendly. And yeah, the team I worked with, you know, at GG, everyone's been like super supportive and really like smart bunch of people. Nice, nice. Okay, so obviously you are a proponent of ladies' events. You're running them, you know, you're running them, you're hosting them. Um, yeah. And, and we do see them all the time. You know, we have Ladies Week, you know, uh, Ladies WSOP. Like it, it's obviously, it's a known thing. It's a good thing. Um mm-hmm. To what degree do you sort of, the thing is, you know, we, we've, we've 
understood, and you said right from the beginning when you first sort of came to you that, you know, why aren't more women playing? Even today, after we've you know made a lot of progress in the industry, we're seeing more women, but it's still very heavily male-dominated fields. And, you know, to a certain degree, it's understandable. And of course, we want to keep pushing those numbers higher to get more women in the game. Ladies mm-hmm. events, though, to what degree do those sort of help? Or, or, do, or do you see from your experience Many women just prefer to sort of keep it that way, stay there, and don't really have necessarily an interest in playing mm-hmm. beyond those. What, what has been your experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's always two sides, you know, like the like ladies events, people who love them and people who just like argue why should we have them. Mm-hmm. But like when someone is like against ladies event, when I see it online, you know, like meet someone in person, like I always ask them like, what are your reasons? I'd like to find out reviews. Why do you think they shouldn't exist? And then we end up having this long chat and like mm-hmm. always seriously by the end of it, we go like, oh yeah, now I understand. I see your point. Mm-hmm. So what I say to them is essentially like there should always be a choice. You know, people should have a choice, you know, like what kind of games and where we want to play. So, you know, you come to a big festival and, you know, like you never played live before, you know, like by playing ladies event, uh, only female community and you know like we're gonna be like let's say 25 flip members you know you're gonna feel comfortable you know you're gonna recognize people at the table you can have you know like a nice catch up with them so you're gonna be like perfectly comfortable and that's what we want right for beginners feeling comfortable yeah. in the casino so we come back again and have a nice experience but imagine now having a flip event where a random guy in the casino can just had a few beers on a Saturday, Sunday night if flip event just came and joined the table and then started talking nonsense so yeah. imagine what kind of experience for first time player that would be mm-hmm. probably not the best so right. we're trying to avoid that and then i always say to those people like so why you why are you saying we shouldn't have like seniors only events we shouldn't have a uh, students event we shouldn't have like all those like so you're saying we shouldn't have even female community online we shouldn't have you know transgender community so lgbtq2 you know we too whatever can't say it, but yeah, uh, basically, so all those minorities shouldn't exist just because you don't like it. Right. Like if if that works and that's what we want to play and have those communities, close up communities, and that helps to grow the game and helps female participation in the open events later on, why, why not happen? At the end of the day, it's all about growing the game and trying to be uh, as inclusive as possible. That is one of the yeah. beautiful things about poker. You know, so long as you've got the money for a buy-in or or satellite yeah. your way in, whatever it is, you know, you've got a shot just like anyone else at the table. So yeah. Uh, well, yeah. and the thing is, like, I see ladies' events as like entergate, you know, into uh, entryway into the bigger events and open mm-hmm. events. And you know, like from my experience hosting ladies' events all around Europe, you know, like live and online, you know, like the only help woman to grow the confidence and we definitely attract loads of beginners to the game and that's exactly what we're trying to achieve nice nice well you're yeah. talking about uh, trying uh, to achieve things you know uh you know this like i said you know uh we're at end of february by the time this airs beginning of march we've got the world series of poker schedule out you've got your event to look forward to uh my last question before we move into the community questions portion of it what are your goals for the year, both as far as the promotion of Flip and where that will take you, uh, as well as personal goals as a uh, professional mm-hmm. poker player? What did, what are you kind of hoping and, and dreaming uh, to achieve this year? Uh, so I want to continue building Flip community, uh, getting more women into the game, and as a result, seeing more ladies represented at the tables. And more kindly with GG added, you know, uh, we see it to the latest event. We'll get more flip representation at the games as well. 
Uh, that's that's my goal as well, and to get more, hopefully, WSOP seats added uh, for future events online, for Flip community, for online GG games. And um, so, yeah, basically, I want more women to succeed and to get them more coverage uh, at the reporting and hopefully mainstream because, you know, the more publicity we get, the more people find the game and then they see, you know, and get inspired and go like, oh, yeah, I can do that as well. So essentially, yeah, more coverage. Hopefully, ladies make the final table this year in the WSOP. And uh, I'll just continue working on providing those opportunities. And for example, uh, GG is like and Flip working together to make March all about women, not only International Women's Day, but it's literally focused all about women in poker. And we'll be running uh, three roles from 1st of March for seven days approaching the main event. Uh, the GG is essentially giving out $10,000 to the FLIP community members. And there'll be three rolls every day with 10 tickets to 5 million guaranteed online on GG. And uh, then we will have on 8th of March, $25 buy-in, 50000 guaranteed event, International Women's Day celebration in FLIP. Wait, again, $25 buy-in and how much guaranteed? 50000 That's incredible. My God. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, like yeah, I really just, thought I misheard you for a minute. Okay, wow. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's massive. We're giving 10000 away. We're adding WSOP latest uh, yeah. package. And then we, you know, uh, put a guarantee for 50000 So, I mean, that's a lot to get, you know, some players playing, enjoying yeah. the event and feeling appreciated. And that's what I want, like, the woman appreciated, supportive, and we are happy to play poker. Yeah. And how about for you? And, and for me, for a personal perspective, I not played poker for two years now. I've been just like playing online. And because of the pandemic, obviously, we've not had an opportunities. And uh, I, I was living, you know, with my dad-in-law. So it was like for personal re- reasons, I had to be careful. So, you know, so I skipped all live events. And uh, the plan is to go to Vegas. And before Vegas, I want to play somewhere in Europe. So hopefully uh, Malta Poker Festival or Battle of Malta, both of them are amazing events. And I hopefully I can make to one of them. I played both and it's a beautiful country. I always love spending time there. It's sunny, nice weather, you know, in April. So that's at the end of April, I think. And uh, I just saw PokerStars announced the first UK, UK IPT in London back. Yeah. So, so hopefully that as well at the beginning of April and next uh, will be Vegas and hopefully... I can have a deep run in one of the events and I would absolutely love one of the flip community members or, or you know, to take down the latest event. And I would love to see any woman on the final table of the main event. But why not you? Why not you? Like, <laughs> yeah, for me. For me as well. I don't know. Or me. Of course, why not me? But I always feel happy more for people. Of somehow. course. Well, that's good. That, that's, that's really yeah. cool. All right, Daima, now we have reached the segment of the show where we talk to you guys, our Cards Chat community. We want to see what questions you wanted to ask our guests. We have a dedicated thread on the Cards Chat forums for this. So as we announce who our future guests will be, please be sure to send in your questions. And the first set of questions comes from Chica Bonita. Uh, Nice. uh, I'm I'm really glad to see this name uh, coming up more and more frequently. Thank you so much for sending uh, these questions. And Adaiva, Chica Bonita wants to know, um, do you remember the biggest amount of money you've won playing cash games? Yeah, I think I do. But I mean, cash game is not my bread and butter. I mean, 
cash game for me is just like literally a social social thing with a few drinks, you know, especially in Vegas where you get free drinks. So making the most of it, like playing somewhere at the win and having, you know, like lots of champagne yeah, for free. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. then like, yeah, literally just catching up with friends and, you know, like just having a good time at the table. So I usually just play it on my day off and I don't play in every event. Uh, I guess like the biggest pot I want is around $500 because I play it so rarely, seriously, like twice a year maybe. There you go. That's something I can identify with, but I play a lot more often, so I lose plenty of pots <laughs> as well when, when winning those five hundred dollar pots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next question for you. Um, it seems Chico Benita asks. It seems like you mostly play Texas Hold'em. Is this your favorite poker variant? Do you play any other poker variants? Yeah, I mean, I always played uh, No Limit Hold'em because that's. That's how I learned the game, and that's what I've been focusing on all my life on improving, you know, and studying the game. So I feel obviously that's where my strengths lie, and I always enjoyed it a lot. And but recently I started playing more uh, Omaha, and also looked into played a few games of short game as well, short mix yeah, games. Nice, oh, cool. So yeah, yeah. Well, heard about your festival potentially happen. I thought I need to improve, so taking that up. <laughs> so yeah, and I mean. So just slightly, but yeah, no limit hold miss the, the, the main one. We'll, we'll get you eventually in the Badugi, Badusi, Badesi uh, variant someday. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, next one. Okay, we touched upon how, you know, of course, you're from Lithuania um, originally, known as the Baltic Blonde. Uh, Chica Benito wants to know, is there an opportunity to develop poker in Lithuania? How often do you go back and visit home? Uh I try to go home quite a lot, so every three or four months. Obviously, that wasn't the case in the uh, pandemic because we were not able to travel. And uh, But my family comes to UK as well, like once a year. So we came for Christmas last year, and that was nice after not seeing them for a while. Um, but yeah, the poker in Lithuania, I never played, which is, I know, it's a bit crazy because the main festival we had is actually once a year only, and it's called the Fisherman's Festival. And all these clashes with something else. So, uh, so far, I've not had a chance to play. But yeah, it's a little bit complicated because uh, in Lithuania, they not allow different brands, you know, like to host live events or run the online rooms. So, you know, you, and you can only play, you know, on uh, as far as I know, uh, I forgot to you know, <laughs> literally gone. So, there's only one brand. Like Tony, Tony Bet, I think you can play, and uh, Ole Bet, I think these are the two. Okay. And so, so yeah, it's, it's a little bit restrictive. Got it. Understood. Okay. Uh, next one's here. Um, most Lithuanians speak Russian well. Uh, do you speak Russian? I think the correct way to answer is Gavaruski uh, Pavarich uh, or something like that, or something like that. Yeah, that's exactly that. So, da, ya panimayu po ruski chichut. I know that. That's basically the extent. I can wish you a dobrodien. Like something like I, that. I mean, I can speak a little bit. I never studied at school as my uh, number two language. Because um, mm. I was the first generation where Russian language was not compulsory as one of the subjects. Uh-huh. And okay. uh, so, yeah, but we had Russian channels and radio. So I learned the language from where, you know, my parents essentially watching it. And uh, like the last time I was in Moscow, uh, I was essentially there for a week, but by the end of it, I felt like I understand most of what the people say. I just find it difficult to express myself, but Mm -hmm. I I really feel if I lived there for three months, I would be fluent in communicating 
Nice. Well, do you think, uh, any, I, I, among Europeans, it's very common to be uh, multilingual. Uh, do you speak any other languages? A little bit of German, but I never okay. liked that language. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm not really using it much. <laughs> well, but you know what? It, where it's useful, I found at least. Yeah. And I also I know basically two languages fluently. You know, English and Hebrew, and I know uh, a decent amount of Spanish. It becomes useful every once in a while at a poker table when other yeah. people don't realize that you understand them. So that could yeah, be exactly. that could be pretty nice. I love yeah. that. That's yeah. totally it's totally true. It happened in the past for sure, especially with the Russian players. Right. So it was amazing. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> last question from uh, Chica Bonita. Uh, do you have an idol uh, among women in poker who encouraged you to develop in this field? Uh, I wouldn't say an idol, but obviously uh, I always got inspired by uh, Kristen Bicknell because she's as a she's female player, she's achieved a lot and she's like always constantly won GPI awards, you know, for being best female. Yeah. And not even female, but also, you know, like always being 10 top listed in, you know, like just open uh, celebrations. Yeah. And yeah, I met her a few times in person and she seems to be very approachable and, you know, like kind and caring person. So I, I think she represents the game really well and inspires lots of women. But I guess my main idols are outside poker. Oh, okay. uh, like someone like uh, the notorious RBG, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh -huh. Like, so... She is like the second um, female ever to be appointed to the Supreme Court, you know, of justice in America. Yeah. And she was like a massive advocate for female rights and uh, equality and someone like that, like really inspires me. And, uh, yeah, to, to achieve also in my field more. Oh, great. It's a great answer. I mean, I can't say that we ever had Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the podcast, but we did have Kristen Bicknell. She was episode number 37. So if anyone wants to go ahead and listen to that one, that was another great uh, episode. Um, yeah. Next. Okay, here we go. Acid Burn FX, our good friend who always asks some very interesting and creative questions. Okay. Uh, Diva, if you could ever have an animal as a pet, what would the pet be and why? It'd definitely be a, a puppy, a dog. Okay, uh -huh. And uh, my family growing up, we always had dogs, but uh, the last like two, we had the Yorkshire Terriers. Okay. And I absolutely adore them. They're just so, so affectionate. We just always like come around and hang out with you and adjust your lifestyle. If you hang out on the sofa, we just hang out with you. If you go out, we go, go out with you. We never sell. We're just so, so loyal and cute and uh -huh. cuddly. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, good, good answer. Got a very common answer, dog, right? Okay. Um, I like the Yorkie, though. It's uh, very unique to the UK. I yeah. Like and, you know, like, it's just a shame. I, I really considered getting one in pandemic last year, actually. Oh. But I was thinking once that's over, I, I just won't be able, you know, like, to have it because you'll travel yeah. so much. Right. You know, like, unless you live in Vegas and you can have a dog at the table all the time. <laughs> it's like, it's not going to work for the Euro for Europe. You know what I mean? It's not right. Right. Only, only in the, you know, the famous picture, dogs playing poker. That's, yeah. what, that's oh, what we're yeah. saying. Um, Acid Burn FX also wants to know, Diva, if you could swap lives with someone for a day, who would you choose and why? Uh, well, based on the latest developments in, you know, in Russia and Ukraine, I'd definitely be Putin because, you know, I'd like to be in his mind and all and make all the right decisions and to stop this war, you know, and injustice happening. Mm. I, ju I just feel all this uh, was happening right now 
is so close to my heart because, you know, like obviously Lithuania and all the Baltic states where yeah. all my family are now from, maybe a part of USSR, just like Ukraine. And I just feel if we don't stop him now, like what's going to happen next? And I just right. would like to, to be in his brain for a day and just make all the positive and right decisions. Mm-hmm. Very, very deep, uh, insightful answer there. Um, let's look at the last one from uh, Acid Burn uh, FX. Uh, what is something that you're particularly proud about, uh, about yourself, proud of yourself that you've done or achieved uh, in life so far? Uh, so probably, you know, like, uh, well, in terms of poker? Uh, not necessarily. It could be poker, you know, in or, or away from the felt possible. Well, I just, I guess I feel proud that, you know, like I'm in the industry now for over 10 years and I can still do the job I love and I feel passionate mm. about it. And I can still, you know, continue, you know, like surviving on it and, you know, paying bills. And, you know, it's like hard these days, you know, like doing something you're passionate about and still getting paid and appreciated for what you do and as well as making a difference in the industry and for so many people's lives, giving this opportunity, you know, I know a few girls, you know, like never played poker before. And when they started playing, you know, like join the flip, learn the game. And like, like the latest post was like the girl who hardly played any poker. Now she came third or second in the GG Masters game online, $50 buying for $30,000 and things like that happening. You know, it's so, so inspiring. Yeah. Or it was like one girl, Wendy Watson, she's just started playing small games in the public, uh, local pub league. And now she's just absolutely crushing all the like GUKPT events around UK. And just seeing someone grow like that from nowhere and you, you know, knowing that you have a little influence over that just makes me very proud. That's, that's great. I love it. That's in very true to form. And uh, yeah, certainly, you know, in this game, you never know. I'm on the turn of a card, someone's life can yeah. change. And it's not to be taken for granted or obvious that someone remains in the game for, you know, 10 years or more. So you know, definitely uh, good oh. on you. Yeah, and well, I guess I'm not touched, I think, in podcast today as well. But, you know, like, for example, like, we introduced, like, Flip streamers and we got the streamer called Melia. She started streaming for Flip uh, one year ago. And just last week, she's got signed as an official uh, GG Squad member. And that's That's such an inspiring story for me. You know, someone who started as well, just being a small Flip streamer, worked so hard, you know, like, to build her audience online and you know like being a key member in the flip community and just like really focused and motivated and just achieving her dreams and then shows the community members that anyone can do if you follow her steps as well and we really wanted it and worked hard that's super very cool uh we've got one last uh, question aster of uh, the great crystals thank you very much crystals for sending these questions in for diva burn um diva you've cashed in the main event of the wsop Twice. Uh, what was the biggest difference between how you played in both of those times and both of those WSOP main events? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was good times cashing with me. <laughs> so I played, I think, four times, cashed twice, so that's not bad, like 50% that's, cash rate. That's amazing. Yeah. That's not. That's just not – everyone would love to say that half yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't say there's a huge difference because, you know, the structure is, like, literally the best – hands down the best in the world. You go two hour clock, you know, like you start with 50,000 chips. And uh, so, you know, like you don't need to rush into, you know, playing hands. So, you know, like, you know, don't put yourself in a tough decisions or, you know, situations. But I guess the different, the main difference was like the table draw and getting Mm -hmm. the right people, you know, like, and also um, not getting into 
you know, like flip situations of being on the right side of airiness. Sometimes, you know, like you get ace king and someone's got queens yeah, and you win yeah. a flip, but sometimes you get kings and run into ace and there's nothing you can do, right? Right. So basically not being on the bad side of variance. Mm. Also, you know, like when I said, with regards to the table draw, so like one of the WSOP events I played, I think I came back to day two or three, and I remember now, and I had like such a strong table. So Kitsukuo was there with a big stack and Paul Wolpe, and, uh-huh. you know, like people, and then they had Paul Newman from the UK. So like, and another two crushes from the UK as well. Uh, I think Tim, Tim Higlin. So it was really, really strong table with millions in winnings. And, you know, like, like when you're on the soft table and you three bet someone and they go, like, oh, okay, she's a girl. She's probably got aces or kings. I fold. And then you're on the table with Paul Walter. You three bet, with, three bet him. And he goes like, okay, let's see how strong is your hand and he forbids. And then like, okay, so, you know, I like, have to play so much tighter. You have to just sure. game and you have to rely more on cards. Whereas in a softer field, like the one I played, I think last time, was like, I told you this guy, like was on my table, you know, start, the game starts at 11. He's wearing a cowboy hat. He's already drinking beer. And he goes, I just want to let you know, guys, you know, I play twice a year. I play my local Christmas game, a hundred bucks. And then I play the main event and, you know, like, you go like, okay, yum, like, yum. that's going to be a good table. <laughs> yes. Like, like, thanks for letting me know. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. So, that's know, okay. That's the difference, essentially. I can understand. You never know which table you will be seated at. Well, I wish you a good table draw at this year's main event. That's for sure. Thank um, you. We'll end off with uh, one last question. It's a great question. Uh, you know, it kind of makes sense and perhaps to, to sort of tie everything together. Thank you very much, Crystals, for asking this one. Uh, Diva, you know, again, you know, you've been doing so much to promote women in poker. You talked about, you know, the activities you have coming up, uh, how you're, you know, resurgence into the live poker arena. What is the greatest progress, Crystals wants to know, that you want to see for women in poker over the next five years? Uh, I want definitely to see more uh, brands focusing on uh, different minority groups within actually poker community. So, for example, having all the represent- representatives, you know, targeting, you know, like 50 plus, like the same, like at the WSOP events, we're running, you know, like different events, focusing on different, you know, uh, social groups. And so that, that'd be good to see because I think that's a really big audience where, you know, we could attract to the game and, you know, like support them. So it would be nice to have some of the brands representing that. Uh, and obviously, like, more female as ambassadors you know, would be nice, but I already feel like lots of brands are doing a lot for that. You know, I think certain brands like 888, we just had all female representatives, including Chris uh, Mormon, and the rest were, like, four or five females, which, is, of course, is amazing. So we already achieved that, but I, now I would like to focus on different ages. And... Uh, also, just would be nice to get more, you know, uh, mainstream media focusing on poker and just, tra- you know, changing people's, you know, perceptions and this, like, bias. There's just, like, gambling, you know, and, oh, yeah, no no one should touch cards because you lose a house, you know. So changing all of this mindset and perspective and focusing more is, like, a strategic and uh, logical game just like chess, essentially. And everyone should be playing and everyone can win. Here, here. I, I, I certainly second that, and I would love to see something like that, uh, too. Great questions, folks, uh, in the Card Chat community. Thank you very much for sending them in for Diva Burn. And again, a friendly reminder to all of you out there, we would love to see you submit your questions for future podcast guests in the dedicated thread on the forums as soon as we announce who those guests will be. 
Please be sure to give us a good review on iTunes and spread the word via your social media channels if you liked the show. Diva, before we let you go, is there anything else you'd like to share uh, with the Cards Chat community? Yes, well, I just want to say a big thank you for having me and, you know, for what you do in Polka, you know, like running this fantastic podcast and getting all the community together, you know, and playing such a big part in growing the game. And we need more people like dedicated professional like you. And I, I really thank you for it. Oh, thanks. I was very, very kind of you to say that. I appreciate that a lot. Um, Diva, thank you very much. Thank you all for tuning in once again to another episode of the Cards Chat Podcast. I'm Robbie Straczynski. You can follow me on Twitter at Card Player Life. I wish you all a wonderful day. Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town from the world's number one poker community.